What is good, my ninjas? Welcome back to the podcast. Today is going to be a great episode. You're probably going to hear this several weeks after it is originally uh, recorded, but this is an interview with none other than uh, you. Uh, yeah, I'll pronounce my last name. Yes, <laughs> I know. Clark Mohadam. Oh, okay, I got it. I thought it was pronounce- like Mogadam or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, G is silent. Mo- yeah. That's a brother. You're the first person who'll... Ooh, I, I don't think I say my last name around you a lot, but you pronounce it perfectly. Yeah. Your your Kai sister likes like to that. use it as a as like a swear word <laughs> because because she'll just say her last name. She'll be like Mohadam that and I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that. And she's like, but it's funny. I'm like, I could Good do this <laughs> I could do the same thing. <laughs> John, son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> but yeah, you're adding to it. I am. But well, that she true. doesn't have to. It's literally just in your name. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, um, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Kai's uh, basement. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, pretty nice setup, huh? It's pretty yeah. simple, but yeah, that's because we're I, all like congregated around the mic, like it's like we're in a cold yeah. or an acapella band. Because I I don't have a system that's uh, sophisticated enough to run more than one mic at a time. Otherwise, I would have pulled out the other mic. Yes, and then we that had. would that would be really cool. Yeah, mm. you should invest in a more non-dollar mm-hmm. store. I say as I'm looking at my Chromebook, and you got like your MacBook Pro. Yeah, I'm this is actually I like I just, like really new. I just need to get an audio interface that so allows for this two is new. It's just bad because it's a Chromebook. Yeah. I think it's good. I actually think I have an audio interface that it's can. It's not very durable. I think I have an audio interface that can use uh, two microphones. It's called Audacity. It's a pretty nice free software, uh, but I. I'm not. I haven't switched over to that yet from GarageBand because I'm still figuring out how it works. Um, but yeah, so Clark, we had you on because you, you wanted to be on, and because I think we asked you. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly sure. remember. Let's go. Above. Axel Farabee re- accepted your friend request. I feel on top of the world. Anyway, we can. Clark's or yours? Uh, mine. Okay. Like that. Okay. So you know, can you turn up the brightness on your thing? We're supposed to be interrogating him. Are we? Sharing? I mean, interviewing oh, him. Yeah, we are oh, <laughs> okay, the well, truth comes out. <laughs> yes, we're not okay. just interviewing. He's being Kai. like. So on. Let me hold the laptop. Okay. You, okay. Okay. First off, what is your name, Clark? We're not. Uh, I don't feel comfortable disclosing that information. Okay. Well, darn, Clark. We already went over that. that. Okay, so we asked you a bunch of questions, which we asked anyone who's going to be on our podcast. We should ask people what their social security number is and their, like, credit card information. Like, uh, that would be... But we don't want to tell everyone that, so we have to ask them that privately. Um, So we asked (laughs) you what you do for a job, and you you said tutoring, pharmacy work, and research. Mm. Um, You tutor math and science, correct? You're right. I do ACT, SAT prep. And then math and science on the side. I've done reading once, but mm-hmm. yeah. So how many kids do you normally tutor? Are you still doing that? Or is that something that you're not really uh, participating in much now? Yeah, I don't participate in that as much now in terms of like tutoring high school kids. I am tutoring a couple students at UNL in a subject. So that's very fun, but that's more of a side. So this is your first year in college and you're tutoring other college students. What an actual flex. (laughs) That's just like respect. So, yeah. And you said, so we asked what you did for your job. You said tutoring pharmacy work and research, but you didn't specify what research. What is that? That's true. The research thing is recent. A couple months ago, I interviewed a couple, um, neurologists and neuroscience, uh, 
department staff members or faculty members at UNL. Uh, like, yeah, people who have, uh, I think one of them is a scientist, a neuroscience scientist. And so they said I could come on the team and do some clinical uh, psychology research, mm -hmm. um, neurology research. So I took that interview up with them and I got a position there. So I've been doing a little bit of research work with them. Um, there's also some pharmacology work that I want to do, but don't know if I have time for two. Yeah, because we went to look into some of this stuff and we're like, I don't think that we can actually get any search results off of looking up research that would help. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's like really cool. So for your for your like, pharmacy work, you said you don't work pharmacy full time. No, in the summers I work close to full time, but I only work Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday morning um, for the school. Year. Um. So do you have like a? Are you fully certified to be a pharmacist? So you could do that full time, like as a career, if you wanted. I could. So I'm I'm fully certified to be a pharmacy technician. I'm a certified pharmacy tech, and I'm a licensed immunizer, so I can give. That's what you need to say. That's, that's really cool. And you're a freshman in college and you can do this yeah. stuff. It is very interesting. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like, <laughs> is that like how it is with like, did I say pharmacist? Like, you you said you work at a pharmacy. Oh, I didn't pharmacy say pharmacy work. So yeah, I didn't say pharmacist. That, if I said pharmacist, that's my bad. Yeah. yeah but like, yeah, pharmacists have to go through all that school. That's crazy. Because we did research on what a pharmacist does, but not what a pharmacy technician does. Yeah. So can you explain to us the difference between those? Just yeah. yeah, so pharmacists do a lot of private consultations with with drugs because they have a lot of knowledge. So Not how the people with drugs? With drugs. <laughs> can you hit me up with some? Uh, that that was might, a joke. You might have to take me up on that. Oh, bet. <laughs> bet, bet. All right. There's a lot. Pharmacists deal with, you know, if, if someone has a question on how this drug interacts, does it interact with another drug in the system? Mm -hmm whole bunch of those questions and then they do a lot of verification and ordering of drugs um, and that's something only pharmacists can do pharmacy techs do a lot of selling prescriptions typing up prescriptions filling medicines um, making compounds so actually creating mm -hmm. some capsule medications so a pharmacy tech does arguably a little more than the pharmacist does because the pharmacists rely on these techs and of course get paid less yeah they get paid less the pharmacists because they're wide knowledge base mm -hmm. they can do specified jobs would you ever think of being a pharmacist like as a job or is that something you're not at all interested no in? a lot of them i talked to said their job is kind of boring i mean they're standing for hours upon hours literally just swiping prescriptions i mean you could be them. a pharmacist for the military and that involves like a lot of active exercise that's true that would be fun i don't think i'd ever do it in my as my job so many drugs yeah not mm -hmm. my cup of tea Thomas? That's like actually fascinating though. Like, it is. It is very interesting. Like this is already off to a fantastic start. Like I'm since you are nearest the exit, there are three water bottles in the freezer. Can you go get those? Sure. I'll just like I'll just casually go like <laughs> raid your family's kitchen. Thank Magic you, time lapse and I am beautiful. Back. I'm just like that. I'm built different. This is good water. Thank you, Thomas. No problem. That's good. You can like taste the flakes of ice. <laughs> it's like cornflakes, but ice. Well, the one you grabbed was actually the one I put like right next to where the cold air comes out. So yours is like legitimately frozen. I, I legit Ours have are, like, like nice. Yeah. This is you quality know, water. If when you it's took not yours on down, the level of Fiji water, but still no, that if you just deep. slapped that when mm. you took it down, the whole thing would have froze. The whole water bottle would have because it got below freezing. Hmm. Yeah, that's why oh. there's flakes of ice forming while you're drinking. Um, it's gorgeous. 
So we asked you what your three favorite hobbies are, and you said reading, weightlifting, and listening to music. So that is true. Um, what what kind of I guess genre of books do you normally uh, like to read? Oh, that's tough. For the most part, if you count, yeah, I, I'd say for the most part, nonfiction. I'm more of a nonfiction guy. Um, I went through a big fiction phase in high school, early late high school. There aren't too many good current fiction books out there that I've read, so it's kind of one of those things where. If I want to pick up a fiction book, I might pick up a science fiction. I really enjoy science fiction yeah. on the side. There's there's some solid science fiction books, but not too many fantasy. Care to name a couple science fiction books that you really yeah. like? One of my Star Trek. Star- That's not one of my all time favorites is Dune. I I think mm. Dune is the Lord of the Rings of science fiction. It's we've had really lots cool. of debates about Dune. <laughs> it's a good book. Uh, you've read Dune, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty I've good. I've seen like the latest movie for it, and I gotta say, I wasn't really a fan. Really, it's a good movie. It's one of those that's heavy on story, but keep in mind they ended the first movie up. If you like read the book, they they ended it at the first half of the first book. That's crazy. So, so yeah. the, the like second half gets a, yeah, second half gets a lot. From better. what I've heard, the Dune movie because I haven't seen it. What I've heard is mm. that Dune movie is the basically the closest book to movie adaptation yeah. basically ever. I agree. Yeah, I mean. It's really good. It did have Tim- Timothy Sha- Chalamet. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And I th- wasn't sure. Zendaya in that too. Zendaya yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, it's a good book. It, it really, yeah, I like. I, I enjoyed that book with Tom Holland. In it. Not Tom. I I think of Zendaya. I'm so stupid. Um, I mean, till Tim- shout out till, Tom till Holland. Till Chalif- I can't Chalamet. talk. Yeah. Ender's Game is another good book that I've read. Ender's Game yes. is very good. Yeah. Have you read the rest of the series or no? I don't. Th- the last book in the Ender's Game series just came out earlier this year. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. What's the? I've read the thir- um the first three, um, Speaker for the Dead. It's Boy. Ender's Game, Speaker for the Dead, okay. and then I think it's um mm. Children. Wait, no, it's Xenocide, and then Children of the Mind, and then the last one just came out, and I don't remember what it's called. Okay, and then, then I only read Speakers for the Dead, and I think I got halfway through Xenocide, and I stopped, which I should pick it up again. I it's think Xenocide is the next one. I have to look it up. Yeah. Okay, uh, this so, might be out of you know it's probably out of order. I think it's Children of the Mind and then Xenocide. Okay, but like I could be wrong. I don't remember the exact order. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I had a question. Like, so you mentioned like weightlifting and stuff. Yes. So, like, what's like some of your favorite exercises, and also what are your personal bests? Mm. Personal bests. Two pounds for him. Yeah. Two pounds. I benched your mom. It's two pounds. <laughs> like I'm two pound. One of my favorite exercises has to be. I, I'm really more of a I, I like hitting legs. Um yeah. that's that's one of my preferences. I really love um squats with dumbbells. That's a real knee slapper. That was a good one. That was a good one. I don't want to accept that that was good. So <laughs> it like it was good. Thomas <laughs> You gotta give it to the guy. Yeah. I do, but I will refuse and like not you know, want that's, to. Please continue. <laughs> that's I'm fair. to hear your answer. Squats with a lot of people are more barbells, so when you see them bench press or incline, they use barbells. Well, the cool thing about dumbbells, I think, is for squats, because I know with, with squats, you can put the barbell in front of your shoulders or yeah. behind, so front or back. Well, dumbbell, you get the weight on the front and back, so it uses both the hamstrings and the quadriceps equally. Mm. And I kind of like it because you not only learn balance, but yeah. you also got to clean the dumbbell, so you use shoulders yeah. um, and you use a lot of legs. So that's one of my favorites. And then my second favorite has to be military press. 
Um, I love shoulder presses. Yeah, for sure. Those are fun. My personal best for squatting is about 300 pounds barbell. That's Pretty crazy. Close to 10 reps, yeah. yeah. So I've heard that um, weightlifting runs in your family. Didn't your dad uh, participate on quite a high level? He did. In Tehran University, out of like 400,000 competitors, he placed, I believe it was third or fourth in the world for his weight class. So he set the That's wild. fourth in the world for his, uh, I think it was clean and jerk and a snatch. Maybe I'm mixing those two, but it was yeah. very that's, cool. That's crazy. So yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then um, you also said that you really liked listening to music. What kind of music are you into? I do. So I am, you know, this this might sound cliche, but I'm definitely 80s, 70s pop rock guy. Like yes. I can, yes. uh, because the first experience of music came from my mom and uncle's iPods. And, you know, mm, yeah. their era yeah. had a lot of the classic rock pop. So that was kind of the first um, wave of music that I really got into. But now I like listening to a lot of indie and alternate music. Yes, that stuff's always really I good. I think it's good. And I'm not one of those who, I, I won't lie, like sometimes I look up well, popular songs on TikTok <laughs> and then I use the list. But yeah. And that's how I get accustomed to some great songs. Yeah. But aside from that, I think a lot of the smaller bands, they don't get enough credit. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's one band I listen to. It's kind of like... Tell kinda, me. It's like decently popular they're basically popular off one tiktok song but have you heard of the band public no they're really good. good so have you heard the song make you mine like put your hand in mine i think i yeah, yeah that's theirs yeah okay. they have a lot of really good songs i suggest looking them up for mm. for y'all listening at home eavesdropping in on this interview okay um, go, y- y'all should go do that I but will. yeah i would definitely recommend their music it's really good i so like eminem you- too or um, NF, NF. Yes, Some very different. Very different. <laughs> yes. NF. Um, man, what would you say that your favorite band is, though? My favorite band as of late. Oh, that's tough. I really like MGMT Management. Um, they're a really great band. They made the song you pirate is a little dark age. That's one that went viral on TikTok. They have some really cool songs. They're an indie band. Cool. That's cool. They use a lot of electronic synths, mm-hmm. and they blend it with kind of 80s pop, um, very melancholy vibes. Yeah. I like a lot of bands that merge genres, yes, and there I aren't too many stuff. that do that well. Well, I should say. Yeah. Do, you, do you sing music at all? Like, not like professionally. In the shower. What song would you say you normally sing when you're singing in the shower? Like, is there one that you normally sing? Journeys Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to demonstrate that for us? I'm not in the shower. <laughs> just just use your head. We got water bottles. We can simulate the Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Actually, not actually, not actually. Look. That's, that's a classic. Can't go wrong with that one. Yeah. So you've always lived in Lincoln? That's correct. Um, did your parents always live in Lincoln or did they move here? My mom was born and raised in Sutton, Nebraska, so smaller town. And my my dad, of course, he's from Iran, Tehran, Iran. Really? And he moved here, was it late 70s, early 80s, I want to say. I'm thinking late 70s, 78, 79. I could have gotten that wrong. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So I am definitely um, Iranian, which is a very fun mix of cultures. Yeah. yeah, You hear that, people? We're just having Clark on so that way we can be diverse. Yeah. Okay. And because he's smart. No other reason. <laughs> I give a hey, it's okay. I'm the cultural diversity pass. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I use him. I'm like, I have an Iranian friend. 
<laughs> and people are like, why does that mean that you say, think that terrorism is okay? Like, you can't judge me. I have a friend. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't them. actually uh, advocate terrorism. Um, you don't? Most of no. the time. I'm leaving the podcast. <laughs> Leave the podcast. Uh, so your your dream job you said is to be uh, a pe- pediatric you endo. That. You got it. Endocrinology. I, I it. Yeah. Endocrinology. Endocrinologist. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain what that is? Like, I, yes. I use Google to kind of get an outline. No, I I will. Endocrinology deals with um, disorders of the endocrine system and immune system. So mm. those two kind of tie in. And the reason I specified pediatrics is because I love babies. I love kids. And I also am very passionate about immune disorders. And the reason I say that is because out of all the quote-unquote uncurable diseases, a lot of them are found within the immune system and endocrine system. So you have diabetes, uh, Hashimoto's, arthritis even, um, and some say Alzheimer's. There's a very interesting book I read that tied in the two. Very interesting. Um, Mm. And those are diseases that are very uh, degenerative. They cause a lot of death, uh, even HIV and AIDS. And I, I think the, the best way you can observe these diseases is to see how they form in children because they often start in children. And as mm-hmm. you get older, they become worse. And so I think it would be very fun um, to just alleviate or remove some of those burdens that children mm-hmm. have to face. And this is a fairly new like job that's come about. Uh, yeah. It was looks like uh, only been around since around 2017. Mm. Or something like that. Yeah. According to Google. <laughs> there have been endocrinologists, but in terms of, you know, pediatrics specializing in the field, yeah, yeah it didn't really boom. Very interesting. Yeah, it definitely sounds really cool. Like, yo, it what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a pediatrician. <laughs> endocrinologist. That. I just, I just want to be it for the name. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> and one of my honest, fav- honestly favorite questions that we have on this that we ask you ahead of time is, what is one thing that you just know way too much about? And you said theology. That's and so true. let's let's talk about some theology. That's true. That was a very hard question because I think there can be a tie <laughs> between philosophy, maybe psychology and theology. Mm-hmm. I chose theology because yeah. it, it's what I'm most passionate about. You're allowed to talk about religion on here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. As a Christian, you're allowed to. Please. As a as a Christian, I think it's it's one one of the most um, beneficial subjects to study and ap- apply. More importantly, yeah, you know? for sure. I guess it's kind of cool. So I did a little bit of research because <laughs> a little I don't. Bit. It's like four pages of stuff you got. <laughs> oh, I geez. didn't. I didn't know um uh, like a lot of like the I guess quote unquote terminology. Mm. Of theology, like I can, I can talk to a lot of like theological debates. Yeah. Um. The terms are but, like the terms <laughs> and everything. So I I looked it up. Terms don't Apparently, there's four different types of uh, theology: biblical theology, historical the- theology, uh, systematic or mm. dogmatic theology, and uh, partial theology. Is that I? No, practical. Practical <laughs> really theology. Like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you yeah. want to kind of explain the differences between those and what makes each of those unique from the other ones? Yeah, I could. So systematic theology, that's where I started my theology journey. And systematic theology, it's interesting because I don't classify it as a division. It's more of most theology is systematic. And to be systematized is 
in essence, to be orderly. So systematic theology, instead of jumping from God to sin, it'll talk about God and his attributes. And it might move from, let's say, the attribute of love to the attribute of justice. Mm -hmm. And through justice, then you might get to sin. Well, God's justice is so great, so there must be something unjust or unjust that he Mm -hmm. has qualms with or he disagrees with. So then oftentimes theologians would move from God's justice to sin, the nature of sin, and why it violates that injustice. And then from sin, you get to humanity. Humanity is tainted with sin. And so as you can see, it kind of builds off of each other. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the best way to illustrate systematic theology. I enjoy it. I'm I'm very much a logical, orderly person. So mm-hmm. um, I do like moving from one topic to another if they're logically connected. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it could be hard when I'm reading a book and they just jump. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's like, go back. Yes. <laughs> but historical theology, that one's not too hard. It's how theology uh how views certain views found in the bible and about the bible about christ about christianity how they're developed and how they're promoted throughout history i think as of now that's one of my favorite things to study especially since i've been hanging a lot around catholics (laughs) Uh, especially since college (laughs) and they're very big in historical theology and I, i think it's worth it for a christian to learn um because the Bible is all history, and one of the yeah. best ways to understand the Bible is to understand the history around it, mm-hmm. um, how certain thoughts develop, um, how certain cultures thrive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what historical theology um, does well at. And then the third one is practical, or maybe that's not the third one. Practical theology was one of them you mentioned? Yeah. Practical theology is, you know, how can theology be applied? And practical theology is often... Um, used interchangeably with ethics how we should live correctly how we should live rightly and what are the tools that we use to live rightly and i think all christians need to have an element of practical theology because if you read all this bible and have all this knowledge yeah but you don't show love to others or apply it it's useless to god yeah i mean that's what james 1 27 28 says you know true true religion um that is undefiled and perfect is this to yeah. visit the widows in their affliction and help the poor so there has to be a really strong element I, at least to god i think yeah, yeah <laughs> that's sure. be yeah. imitators of me uh what was that last one uh biblical theology biblical theology biblical theology what sets it apart is other theology it might utilize history or tradition biblical theology is any theology that stems directly from scripture from the bible and how we can see the development of certain doctrines in the Old and New Testaments. So it's it's like the theology that the people in the Bible kind of portrayed. Oh, exactly. So when, when people, yeah, as you said, in the New Testament, when they're going back on the law or the prophets, mm-hmm. they're using biblical theology. They're not necessarily going from outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some scholars, some theologians, some pastors prefer to stick strictly with biblical theology. Every Christian needs to have a knowledge of biblical theology. But other theologians might differ in the sense that they might take a writing or a thought from an early church father or someone from history, or maybe they'll find a way to apply um, a doctrine in their own life, and they might share that, whereas biblical theologians strictly stick with, how can we use only the Bible to Mm -hmm. see how this doctrine uh, shines out, which is interesting. That's, like, really cool. Like that's It's like... 
like you got like one term like there's so much different stuff i know that goes into it. it's like so cool it is cool so it's with cool. biblical theology would that be linked to like the discussion around how every single part of the bible can point to jesus if you look oh. at it like through the evidence so that would be strongly yeah. linked with biblical theology because yes. you're only taking parts of the bible and you're saying every single part of this can point to this one Jesus. moment in history spot on which yeah that's that's really cool um yeah and so theology i guess there's probably theology for other religions as well mm. that would be very mm. interesting to study, have, have like. you studied any of that uh yes most i i guess most formally i've had dialogues and many discussions and and training in there's Islamic theology, Catholic theology, Mormon theology, mm -hmm. um, a little bit of Jewish theology, atheists, you know, religions that center around a lack of belief don't really have a theology. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do, but it's like... They have a theology we, to the, not. Yeah, yeah. Theology. yeah. <laughs> My theology's nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything's meaningless. And you're like, no, you that. do have a theology, because if I ask you a question, you'll have an opinion on it. So Exactly. Yeah. The, those are the religions that I'm formally acquainted with i'm very familiar with you know you could go across the board um all the you know there's not really too many i mean once you hit like islam and mm -hmm. judaism and then I, I guess buddhism there's a few that are very popular or prevalent but aside from mm -hmm. those it's kind of you got across the board yeah <laughs> all that you need to be acquainted with but. yeah so so like you said uh systematic theology is your favorite uh like kind of theology so um like when you when you got into that like what was what was what's the biggest thing that when studying that you were just like oh wow this makes sense or something that changed the way that you mm. view the world through studying theology that's a good question so like maybe a theological insight or just yeah. something about systematic theology as a whole uh it can be anything about theology at all but i know like studying theology, I've run into things and I've been like, that actually really changes my perspective on how I view, view the Bible and religion and just mm -hmm. kind of stuff in general. So uh, what what's one of those uh, kind of revelations for you? Mm. That is a good question. There's a lot to choose from. I guess one of my favorites was um, when I was reading the first chapter of John and talks about, you know, the word made flesh mm -hmm. and Christ dwelt among us. Um, it's, it's very interesting because it talks about how the earth is, is filled with the glory of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, everything is subject to Jesus Christ. And I was reading a great book um, on the theology of the incarnation, uh, Christ becoming human, and how Christ's life on earth, his descent into hell or death into Sheol with the sins of the world on his back, and his ascent into heaven, it's basically Christ in various stages filling the entire universe full of his glory, which is why it says he, he spoke and he preached to the spirits in prison. Mm -hmm. Well, that was Christ going down into 
this darkness and he filled that darkness with his presence. He made that darkness clearly shown or he shined into that darkness. He ascended into heaven so that he could fill the whole heaven with his presence. Mm -hmm. He sent in the right hand of God and he spent life on earth so he could fill the whole world, the whole earth with his presence. And so it's very interesting because when the Bible says all things are subject to him, Christ is all and in all. He literally went to every part of the entire breath of creation to fill it and make it known that his majesty is not only holy, but it's also perfect. Mm -hmm. And he had to do that by filling the entire universe, the entire world. And I think when I learned about that, how Christ's whole mission was to touch of that which is forbidden, which is untreaded, where no man has gone, mm-hmm. whether it was performing miracles and touching the eyes, the face, the feet of sinners, people mm-hmm. who have no association with the things of God. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, the last time that a God figure or God himself appeared to a man, which was Moses on Mount Sinai, Moses could only see the very back of God. That's, that's yeah. how holy it was because of that separation. Um, but Jesus Christ, he was clearly made known to man. He's known by us. He was there on earth. He would touch them. He would kiss them. He would hug them. I think that's the coolest thing is just to see how that, how that life of Christ, the, the birth, life, and death, talks about kind of that veil being torn, mm-hmm. that relationship between God and man being restored. And when I learned that connection... It made a difference. Because, you know, everyone talks about God's uh, Jesus' ascension into heaven, right? Everyone yeah. talks about how he descended. We don't really know, you know, why did he descend? Why did he ascend? Yeah. God could have done so many things. It was so that the whole universe could be filled with his presence. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a very cool um, revelation. So we are kind of running low on time. So just a few more things wrap it up before we're done yes um, absolutely okay so i googled you on uh google, google <laughs> because i use google to google, you know, on <laughs> google but it says you have a gpa over 4.0 like yes that's correct how on earth is that humanly possible like, it, you take a good amount of college credit classes and you'll be fine yeah it's because if you take a college credit class it instead of a 4.0 scale it's a 5.0 mm-hmm. scale mm-hmm. oh so if you take a bunch of dual credit classes and you get a's or a pluses so you're getting that 5.0 you have you have oh that like affects like yeah because i took a few dual credit classes and i was like baby (laughs) (laughs) 5.0 yeah so yeah yeah you don't even have to there's a myth that well to get over a a 4.0 you need to like excel in all your classes that's not true if you kept the GPA you have for high school and took maybe two extra college classes and you did average in them, it would raise your GPA a little bit above a four. Really? So yeah, I might do that just to flex on everybody. You you absolutely can. It's yeah. yeah. I don't know my exact GPA, but it's probably around a four, possibly a little bit higher than it. Mm-hmm. But I think that there were my a GPA is probably you've taken. I know you've taken dual credit classes. Yes, so I have. I think there was one class where some tests of mine went missing, and so I got a lower <laughs> grade in that class, which might put my my GPA is slightly below a four. That's which, their fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't her fault. It was my, it was just, it was a mix between everyone's fault. Me. Uh, Our fault. <laughs> me not getting it to her in time and my siblings losing them uh, and her not reviewing them in time. Uh, so the blame is on no one. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I really didn't care about GPA. I got A's right. in just about everything, and so I didn't fine. even really think about it till my senior year. And I was like, now I feel like I have to do good and get A's in everything. Which my senior year, I think I got A's in everything. Look um, at you, but smart yeah, man. I didn't I really pay attention to that before year. that. Oh, senior year is the worst. <laughs> I, I just want to be done. So, okay. Hey, I, then, I'll, I'll rephrase. I can't wait till after senior year. Because you your, your whole senior year, at least for me, I wanted to quit. But it's like, it's the last year. So why would you quit? Exactly. So that's kind of how it was for me. Yeah, that's what a bunch of people say. Because I love learning, but I hate school. That's what I like telling people. Yeah. It's uh, like when, when it's voluntary learning, yeah. like I want to learn more. About yeah. It. It's yeah. awesome. Like school's like. Learn about this or you're considered worthless yeah, and all that stuff. Like, school kills a lot of people's knowledge yeah. for learning. Yeah. Really uh, until I got to chemistry, ev- all the science that I learned in high school, I had taught myself before high school. Mm. Um, wow. Like we got an older edition of some science books and I would be reading through them and I'd actually have to correct the uh, textbook because it would have outdated information. And I was like, this is so much more boring than when I learned this. Like, I learned this, and this was really cool. And then doing this in school, even through homeschool curriculums, it just wasn't the same. I enjoy Mm. and get a lot more out of uh, doing stuff like that when I'm teaching myself as opposed to being forced into doing all the homework and stuff. Totally with you. But, yeah, um, I somehow accidentally pressed a bunch of keys on here, so uh, that's messed up. But, yeah. Thank you for uh, coming and doing an interview with us. This uh, was fun. Thanks sorry, for having me. Sorry we didn't have more time. Oh, you're fine. But yeah, we'll have to get you back on the podcast. Oh, that would yeah, be definitely. fun. Uh, it's always awesome having if, you on. Be fun. Maybe not have you for an interview for a while, so that way we can kind of build the anticipation. But we'll definitely have you on some of our other uh, The interview episodes. with Clark, <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> coming soon to Clark, a podcast. Clark 2. Yes. <laughs> Clark part two coming soon. Receiving my bikes. Details. Some Clark interviews may not be available in all areas. <laughs> I'll do one in China. Yeah. Yeah. One's only accessible. Adverse. <laughs> adverse side Clark of- interview world tour. <laughs> adverse side effects of listening to Clark interview may include nausea, upset stomach. Oh wow. Chest Heat pain. Stroke. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and theological confusion. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you for being on. Uh, I think we all have to go. Let me say something real quick. Okay. Ka-chow.